Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode 11, and uh, this has been a absolutely wild ride, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Um, I, I really wanted to label this episode like the most interesting man in the world, because uh, it's just, it, it's super fascinating. Um, so this this literally took, I mean, weeks, if not months, to get the time zone, to get the literal connection set up to talk, um, because this fellow is in China, and due to his location, um, there are certain intricacies that go along with it. And I thought it was super interesting that he not only plays UO, but he teaches, you know, other Chinese how, how to, first of all, you know, log into UO successfully and how to play it. And I guess it, it's uh, extremely popular over there for the people that like know it or have been exposed to it. So I, I really, I'm a firm believer in having some diversity on this podcast. Um, and the guy's name is Say Simba. He plays OSI, which I I just found very interesting in itself. Um, and, you know, I think that the takeaway um, from this is he has no real concept of Trammel or Feluca. Like it, it didn't really, it, it did not impact him at all. Life went on. Um, which I feel like as a community, um, a lot of times we kind of get stuck in this rut, you know, about Trammel, Feluca, and we forget that there are people that still enjoy that and there are people that play that, right? I, I don't I don't like that style. However, um, I think it's great that people can still play UO the way they want to, right? I mean, because people forget this at the root of it, that's the choice of UO, right? I mean, that is the fundamental choice. You can play how you want. Um, so I think you guys are, are totally going to enjoy this. I took a while to edit this because literally there were probably a, a dozen VPNs deep to actually talk to him. So there was a lot of pauses and we had a couple disconnects. So I did try to edit out everything. I think I was successful. Um, so I apologize um, if not. Okay, this episode aside, um, I also I, I can't I can't say too much legally due to what's being signed and what has been signed. Um, but I want you guys to keep a close eye on this podcast because in the next, I'm gonna just say, couple of weeks, two three weeks is going to be unbelievable. Um, we are coming off a huge announcement from UO, which I'm not going to get into that right now because I'm going to have a separate podcast with just me discussing that because <clears throat> I think that's a uh, that's an episode all in itself that announcement. But um, I'm just I'm just telling you guys, thank you first of all for being along for this ride, but buckle up because I mean we're we're about to take off. It's going to be. I'm just telling you guys, it's going to be amazing um, to see. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, a huge thank you to Say Simba, seriously, for just making this happen. Um, the guy's extremely well-spoken, um, and you're going to kind of 
you're, you're, well, I think the journey you're going to go on is someone playing UO that does not care about the facet, that just cares about the game, and then cares so much they are willing to risk you know, certain things, I'm just going to say that, um, to get other people to play a game because, by the way, UO is banned in China. It is not like legal to play. So I, that alone is just fascinating to me. So, all right, guys. Again, huge thank you to all the supporters. Please keep emailing me. I love reading the emails from you guys. Keeps me motivated. Um, I do stream Ultima Online on Twitch under uh, Mustache Gaming TX. That's a Mustache underscore Gaming underscore TX. Just look it up. You'll see me. Um, my personality is a little bit different on stream. I will tell you guys that now. I, the podcast, I try to dial back the personality a little bit just to, you know, just because this is a podcast. So um, if you want to see some really crazy, you know, UO gameplay antics, um, you know, definitely tune in there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter under Mustache Gaming. Uh, I'm on the gram. I'm everywhere. So uh, guys, again, sincerely, thank you for listening. And at this point, we're going to let Say Simba um, just take it from here. Thanks, guys. And introduce, yeah, kind of your UO history and kind of what you're all about here. Uh, I think we started in about uh, 91 or 2001. Okay. And when I say we, it was uh, my daughters were playing UO and I never paid any attention to what they were doing on the internet uh, except just looking once in a while to make sure that everything was okay. And uh, right. one day I just sat down and uh, watched them. And uh, my daughter said for me to create a character. So uh, that first character I created was from uh, a guy named Ghost of Gramps. He was just a, a miner. I don't know where I got the name from. I just sure. named him that. And, uh, I think uh, in those early days when I first started playing, um, you know, I just would go out and just mine. That's the only thing that I had any interest in doing because uh, I didn't know what else to do. And I I never was uh, into playing games. So right. That was my first experience in, in gaming on the internet. Now, was this dial-up days or what kind of connection did you have? Mm. You know... You, it probably was dial-up because yeah. I know we still were running a, um, a... Because at the beginning, yeah, I got I started mining. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think I was either in Vesper or in Minoc. I okay. think it was Vesper. And uh, so my daughter sitting beside me, she said, well, let's go out and mine. And I, those were the days I, that, you know, I don't remember all the time frame as far as when OSI went from, you know, just... Feluca and then both Trammel and Feluca, but right. I uh, went to one of the nearby mountains there close to uh, West, meaning that there was a red coming and that I had to run. And you know, I didn't yeah. understand, well, what's a red? Why does somebody want to murder me for? <laughs> so did just, I get cut off, getting whacked in the mine? You were explaining, well, you were confused on why someone was chasing you, wanting to murder you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got whacked there, uh, you know, mining outside of Vesper, and that was my first experience in UO. <laughs> and uh, I think I put it off for months saying, God, this game sucks. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just walked away from it, and uh, I don't think I got back on for maybe a couple of years. My daughter's Wow. Yeah. 
so yeah, my first experience gaming and uh, uh, gaming and UO, and then I yeah just walked away from it, and they just played for a while. Okay. And then I started back again, and uh, yeah, that's where it began. That's where it began. Wow. Okay. So that that's intense. So you got PK'd once, and that was it. You were done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd had enough. I said, God, I don't like this game. Right. You know. Uh, but uh, it, but really, uh, then the next time that I remember getting back on, it was uh, you know they had gotten a little older, and I don't know what it was. I just thought, well, I'll uh, you know make a warrior because you know I'm going to teach people what's for and. Had right. this attitude about that, so I thought I'll create a warrior and I'll be, you know, just so bad nobody will mess with me. Yeah. Then I can go out and mine safely. But uh, yeah, so that was my second character, and that was probably it was a, a minimum of a year or two later. And, and what was time, your I home think, shard? Uh, I was on Atlantic. Atlantic. Okay, got it. Yeah, we lived on the eastern seaboard at that time, so. Uh, yeah. So, so you I were chose Atlantic. And you I were think, a step and I'd ahead of there me for a couple of years. And as the girls got older, um, you know, they had their characters. And yeah, I this was before I was not that knowledgeable about the whole workings in and out of UO and having two accounts, three accounts. We had one account and we right. just played off that. And uh, when one wasn't playing, you know, I would get on and work on my penny to clown and uh, build <laughs> yeah. my skills. And it's funny you mentioned Atlantic, and the reason I asked that is because when I was a kid, I picked Sonoma, and I was not on the West you know, Coast. I didn't even know about that. You know, that, that was not common knowledge to a lot of people that were at least not adults <laughs> or kids. <laughs> so that's why I say that. I laugh because I'm like, man... You know how much better my ping probably would have been if I would have picked you know Atlantic because I was you know <laughs> on the East Coast. But go ahead, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, there probably were other shards um, that I just noticed that maybe I did uh, eventually when I knew how to do this, put a character on another shard just to walk around and look at things. Right. Uh, you know, the ping rate was a lot higher. So even like in Napa Valley or someplace. So yeah. it was just best to stay on Atlantic. And the only reason, after about two years, when my daughter started getting older in high school and ready to graduate, um, they were playing less and less, and I was playing more and more. Yeah. Uh, because at that time, I was not in my current mode of travel and business. So, right. uh, you know, I was just taking care of them and uh, getting them ready for college. So they, I was staying home and just doing my job. And uh, on the weekends, uh, I would slip on and start developing my character and I was just learning more and more. So for me, it was kind of a compulsive, you know, obsessive compulsive thing where I right. just wanted to work on the skills to get them at GM. And uh, it's uh, yeah. So that's where I was at, but I did leave Atlantic and went to uh, there just wasn't any housing spots in those days that were decent. I had to leave and live in fell right. and our Fluka. And, but I eventually found a place in uh, one legend shard so i moved there and put up a house that was and aol I legends right there. yeah and if yeah. i recall and you can correct me if i'm wrong when that shard first released you had to be an aol subscriber isn't that right uh yeah yeah that's true okay that's true got it uh but i can't remember really since you know this was all almost 20 years ago i don't remember <laughs> yeah. at that time if uh it was because i was on aol that i could play legends or not or if it was still open after that, but uh, 
yeah, I did eventually move there and put up a house and, uh, you know, it was, uh, and that's been but your that also, shard I, legends then what's that's been what's your that? shard. Like now you're on legends. That's your shard even till today. No, 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 no. Okay. Then, uh, I eventually, after, uh, the girls eventually finished high school and they went to university, my daughters. And, uh, I just found myself, God, you know, trying it, it I slipped into that. Uh, I was very active in my community and my job, yeah. but, um, you know, once my daughters left, it was like, and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't married at that time. I was divorced. Right. Okay. And, uh, but they were living, yeah, they were living with me. So with that responsibility, boy, I, it, that UO kind of filled in, avoid once they went on to university and, oh yeah uh, i found myself just playing a little bit more on the weekend and um but around 2011 i just that was it that last year i f officially just closed the account in 2012 wow and by that time i was already you know halfway packed and out of the united states but got right it. now okay. i'm on formosa i play on formosa Okay, got it. Okay, and, because and... I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, but there was a break there between 2012 when I closed the account, and I think I was still on Legends and some of the characters on Atlantic, and between 2012 and the end of uh, the beginning of last year is when I signed back on to UO after wow eight years. Yeah, so, so there was an eight year break. Did you and I and I you can refresh my memory because on OSI you can you can buy like a transfer or something to transfer your characters. Is that right? Yeah, you can buy transfers, and that's how I got my characters from, uh, you know, Atlantic and yeah. uh, Legends to Formosa. But for okay. all those years, the first few years, I didn't even look back after I stopped playing UO. Uh, but oddly enough. I think that, uh, I think, you know, I would follow it once in a while by going to the forums, UO right. Stratix and, um, or the Facebook page and just see, just to reminisce and see what people were posting. Uh, but not until it was, it was actually it was before Christmas of 2018. So, um, a little more than a year ago, year and a half ago mm -hmm. that I actually officially signed back on, but that was only because I think I had tried before. Uh, when I'd gone back to Europe a couple of times and downloaded it, but um, I was never able to get it to work in China. Uh, okay, well, because I, I was, I thought you were going to say because this happened when I think when Mythic gave it up, like the accounts were a disaster. Like some people trying to recover old accounts has been a mess. For I know OSI. Uh, yes, thank you for re that's a good point because now I remember um, why it didn't. Uh, it, it, it was troublesome. It was a. It was difficult for me to get my account back. I, right. I remember now that in 2016, um, I was working um, in in Europe for a few years in broadcasting. And yeah, uh, the I in my office one day I thought, you know, I'm going to try to download it, but I had to go through all the calls and I contacted uh, through the internet and other ways. Um, mythic and or yeah. whoever in osi or right. ea that was running this to figure it to work my way through this morass of how to get my account back <laughs> yeah and uh once i got all the information and i verified they said they verified my email and my old account information then uh, i was able to uh 
get my you recovered password yeah. and all of mm-hmm. that updated. Yeah. And that's now I remember that's and I did come back. I brought that information back to China with me, and uh, okay. but when I first started to um, sign on, I wasn't able to get it to work. It was only for some reason uh, a year and a half ago that I you, learned yeah. that. It, See, I could, I can play the game without the VPN most of the time. Yeah. But what I didn't know is that I needed to download the game to my laptop um, through with my VPN on. Oh. And so that's how wow. I was, and it, it, but it took several times. Right. It took several times because, and before I think I had given up, and one day it it actually worked, and I was like, oh my god, and I was able. Um, you know, to pay for, you know, my membership again or right. s- subscription. And I was able, and I tested it. It was a gamble. I was like, do I want to waste this money? And you know, I <laughs> yeah. went ahead and did it, put in the code or put in my password and it worked. And I was like, oh my God, I'm back in the game after well, eight years. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I've blown 15 bucks in worse ways. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. For me, uh, UO, the, it, it, I would say that it, it's my uh, stress reliever. I could go out and drink every night or, or all weekends, or I can, um, for a couple of hours, go online and, ha- and have some fun. And right. This is a, a victimless uh, stress reliever. So let me ask hurting, you this. because this is hurting myself and... Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's an escape. That's the way I look at UO. But it's a great escape. I've made some, some uh, people, friends that both on and offline that uh, I never would have had, and they're great people. That uh, yeah, especially the old friends. I I've signed back on, and now I do have one character still on Atlantic, but he's a shopper. Okay. And uh, and I'll see old friends on Atlantic that I've known for fifteen years. Wow. And I've never met them in real life. Whereas the difference now living in China, very different because uh, I have met the characters before. I never met any. Um, I knew people. I knew they lived near me. But right. I never in real life met anyone. Whereas now that I live here, I'll go to. Well, before the virus, I was going to Hong Kong regularly. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I meet many of those people on the Formosa chart or the Japanese charts. Now let me ask you this because this is. Super interesting because um, I have a feeling you're really the only person I have on here that is probably going to reply the way I think you are. So UO not only was your first real like MMO or game, right? You didn't really have a basis of what era you were playing. Is that fair to say back then? Uh, what era? When you say era, um what do you, I'm not like, sure I'm clear you on know, that. you didn't really, I'm going to say, I'm going to put an air quotes. You didn't really care that there was Trammel, Feluca, you know, whatever. Right. Cause it didn't sound like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No. Um, for me, the game is the game. I know I, when I read forums now that I am playing again, I'm reading a lot more, Yeah, uh, especially on discord where discord has Formosa has their, um, own, uh, discord group for Ultima online. Right. And, uh, so most of the time I'm reading there now and I just translate the Chinese and, and they'll, and most of them can read English. So, uh, we can communicate a lot, but you know, I'm not afraid to ask questions. No, I, whatever the developments and the arguments going on about what's happening in UO, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, 
I, I read them, I understand them, but to me, the game is the game, and um, yeah. those are the rules that are set, and I play by them. Uh, That's... Trammel and Feluca, all of that in the past, those were, I look at those as errors. That was the, okay. the time that we played. That's when I joined. Uh, do I live in Feluca even now? Yes, I live in Feluca even though I could live in Tram. Or tram. But yeah. uh, that's just my preference. That's my preference. No, and that's, you know, and it's it's so amazing how I can even tell just talking to you, that's not even a huge deal as I'm sure now that you've been reading and you've heard the Discord, that is a huge Right. Shift in the game. You know, the two, you know, Trammel and Feluca, how that changed things. And then the item based and stat based, you know, gameplay that ensued after that. It's really it's super interesting to find someone that because I'm sure there's more people like you out there because clearly people still play the game, obviously. Right. Like production shards. I mean, and that that's that's just a huge point where people just quit and said, I can't do it anymore. Or they just, you know, couldn't adapt with it because it was just that extreme, you know, so that that is now. I think I know the answer to this question. And would you ever play and I'm going to say OSI if OSI brought this back because, you know, I don't know if you'd play a free shard, but if OSI brought back a rule set, you know, before Trammel, would you be interested in that? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. And the reason why is because I already have my people, my characters right. committed to what they're doing now. And I love those characters. Um, and I like where they are. I like the shard that I'm at. I, I know one of your questions you had brought up, you know, if OSI or free shards, what, where did I play? And I've never played a free shard, even okay. though at one time when I was unsuccessful uh, a couple of years ago trying to sign on, I thought, well, I'll try to download a, a free shard and see if I can play there. And I never did it, and I'm glad I didn't do it. I stayed committed to uh, making this work, and it ended up working. And no, I, I, I'm not. Uh, you know, we have Siege and we have uh, Mujin, and uh, yeah, I'm not. You know, I, I no, I'm not. I don't think I'm interested in it because I'm enjoying what I have of the game. The idea of you know, if they're are there other people like me? I'm sure they are. And the reason why I believe there are a lot of people out there that are like me um, is because um, that are just want to play the game and they're not really concerned about going back to the way things were. Right. Yeah. It's because, um, because I know how quiet I was for years. And the only thing I would do discreetly um, is make my little cartoons and post them on Stratix or on <laughs> right, Facebook. Yeah. And uh, that was my outlet. That was the only way people would know that I was even out there in the game besides seeing me in the game and the people that I knew. And there's lots of people out there that, um, that because I've talked to them in the game, and, um, and they're just as quiet. Right. And only oh, yeah. now, this time, only now, this time, having started to play again, have I, I actually come out because I will... Uh, because I'll tell you, years ago, before this time that we live in now, um, I didn't let I didn't want anybody in real life to know that I played a game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I sure. Was, I, I I did not want anyone to know because <laughs> yeah. even a person that I was dating, a profession, you know, <laughs> she said, "Oh, you're a gamer," and I was right. like, I was horrified. That, that stigma. Yeah, there was a term for someone that played games, and right. I, and and so I never told anyone again that 
I played a game. It was only when I <laughs> yeah. started playing UO again this time that I was like, you know, um, this is an artistic expression for me. It's an yeah. outlet. There's nothing bad about it. I have a, you know, I do my job. I do, uh, you know, I, I live a good life. So uh, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And, no, uh, yeah. So there you go. No, it's funny. You know, I like my wife knew gaming was a package deal with me. Like that's just, it's, you know, I think to your point, I can go chain smoke 20 packs a day or, you know, go have a 12 pack every day. But I really feel like gaming is so, so low on the vices that you could potentially have that. Yeah. And it's, and I'm glad it's becoming a little bit more known that so many of us were, you know, gamers back in the day and even now. And I, and I think to kind of bridge the gap, what you're saying, I totally get it. I think a lot of people, including myself, we, I'll just say this, number one, we've never started on like a fresh shard right before. Cause that is a, the rush that gives you, I will say we've done free shards. We've all started, you know, not, not you, but most people that we started on a free shard, right? From the ground up. Fine. You know, it's a rush. You build up, get your gold, your house, whatever. Not many people can say they've done that at, you know, on OSI. Cause I remember when legends launched, it, it was huge and half the people couldn't get in. They didn't have AOL. And then when they finally unlocked it, well, you know, the magic's already gone because people have already built up their stuff. So that's super interesting, your response. I think that's awesome. Um, my next kind of question is going to be, you know, have you ever led a guild or have you been, you know, a part of a guild or have you just, you know, run solo? Kind of what's your, you know, what's your take on that? Uh, I've never run a guild, but I've been part of a guild. And uh, most of the time I... At the beginning, I ran solo because I didn't even, I was still learning the mechanics of the game and I didn't know what being a member of a guild. A lot of, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, yeah. a combination of both, my real life feelings about commitment, loyalty, those kind of things were transferred into the game. So a lot of things probably held me back inside the game, whereas they don't so much today. Yeah, uh, I was a part, I will say the guild's name. I was part of UWF, United We Fight. Oh, yeah, Atlantic. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I they're I don't know what number they're they're a very large guild on Atlantic. Uh, yeah, mostly um, you know monster fighters, but there are some PvP people on there, player killers. They help the new people, um, right? Huh? I, I yes, remember. They do. Yeah, yes, that's yes. how I know them. that was yeah, the number yeah. one thing, mm -hmm. very number one thing that they were known yeah. for is helping new people and uh, okay. great great guild. Um, but no, I never led a guild. It was just because um, I never. I didn't have that much time and I, I wasn't going to be, you know, I, I, to me, if you're going to lead a guild, you need to commit some time to it. And that's sure. the kind yeah. of time that I had. Okay. Uh, here now on Formosa though, there are only two big guilds and uh, one of them's FB and the other one's uh, SG. And I, I help them. They, you know, I give them a tremendous amount of help as far as uh, just crafting stuff, imbuing things. Right. And, but they, Formosa is a, a different shard, even though the numbers are way lower than Atlantic, it's a very committed shard sure. uh, as far as the players and they all help each other. <laughs> even the, even the reds are nice here. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. And what do you, you know, and again, no one knows probably exact figures. 
What is your estimate on the population? On Formosa? Yeah. Uh, I really can't accurately say what the population is, but um, because everyone has so many different characters, right. and you may or may not know all of them. But I do know that whenever we have uh, the EM shows up, uh, when he shows up, we will have at least uh, 70 or 80, uh, even okay. up to 100 yeah. players participating. In fact, whatever event we have can sometimes get way too crowded. Uh, okay. And when we have any of these special events like the Christmas tree, uh, well, in all of uh, UO... I think you were talking about, I asked about population and you were talking about the Christmas tree event, I think is where we left off. Uh, yeah. Last year's, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but the, each shard, you know, they have a Christmas tree that they put up. And once the Christmas tree, you have to turn in so many completed filled crafting bods. Okay. And, uh, and then once that happens, once all the bods are turned into the, the elf that's at the, Christmas tree there in Britain, East Britain, mm -hmm. then uh, it'll start giving out gifts to all the people who contributed. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so the shards are kind of incompetent. Formosa was the first one to put their tree up. And that seems like a small you know, thing, but it shows you that even though the population is smaller, uh, they, it's a very committed player base. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, um, playing Sonoma, which was a historically very low you know population of the grand scheme of things it always felt alive when i played back then i mean i i think that's an underestimated concept that people miss about uo it doesn't take a hundred thousand people for this game to feel alive you know it really doesn't no, exactly yeah exactly no and, that, and it's interesting yeah because i just asked roughly about the population because it's it's always been a a question mark because Atlantic it's so hard to tell how many people actually play because now everyone not everyone but majority of people right are on Atlantic and yeah some of these people are running five accounts they got all these alts logged <laughs> it's very difficult to gauge that um okay so let me let me ask you this so in, in your estimation given the knowledge you have you know do, does UO still attract players, you know, in China, in, in that region of the world? Yes, absolutely. It's just that it's difficult to connect uh, with EA here, but there's a lot of people that want to play. But uh, that's where I came in. Yeah. Um, so with EA or uh, Broadsword not even knowing it, the uh, I'm kind of their unofficial connector for many people in China to be able to play the game. Right. Uh, okay. Otherwise they wouldn't know how. Yeah. I've even given my own little classes with dinner and a beer to people to get them to start playing. Wow. And, uh, and now they're playing. Yeah. It's uh, it's difficult. One getting through the great firewall. Right. And then teaching people. Yeah. See, that's where we're on well, and slippery slope here. So I have to be careful, but um, the, uh, yeah, teaching people how to get through the firewall and uh, or the great firewall and then how to download the the game and how to get started and then of course uh, connect them with the uh, the groups on Formosa right or and get them started 
So can, it's a lot trickier than it is. And, but there are millions more people right. that are, that, that are available to play the game and actually probably bring life back into the game the way it was 20 years ago. Well, and because it, it's, it's fascinating as someone who, you know, I, I love MMOs. A lot of the Asian MMOs that get released over here, you know, they don't not all the time catch traction because they're very tedious and they're like grinding games. Most of them, which I find so interesting that it seems like you know that realm of the world loves like hardcore grinding out you know take time to build stuff they really enjoy that whereas the majority of people here you know in the u.s they like this easy leveling system where it just doesn't feel very <laughs> you know it doesn't feel good to me that's my opinion um yeah it's it's a different player style here and they really they really enjoy what they can do in UO. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they really enjoy what they can craft, what they can do, what they can go out and fight for. Uh, yeah, there's a, it's a different mindset here as far as gaming and UO. And when I do show them or talk to them about it, uh, they're very interested. But again, it is difficult to connect. And hopefully right. that will get easier in the future. I know that, I, you know, I had read about this and... Um, but before the virus, sometime last September, before the trade situation started to get a little worse, yeah, there, I thought I had heard that there was supposed to be a meeting between EA and the cultural ministry in Beijing as far as uh, making it a little easier for games like UO. And I could have sworn that UO was specifically one of them that was mentioned, but uh, Beijing has a, they have a problem with UO because of the ability to communicate right. freely around the world. And that's, um, so they, they were going to try to iron some of that out to, to where UO would be able to be, um, to be open for everyone here to play. Right. So, and and still include it, it in their sandbox. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So right now, yeah. So right now UO, I believe is actually, um, I, I don't want to say it's forbidden, because I'm not sure about that, but it's, um, yeah. It, it, but well, no, there, I think at one time it was. For I would say based on what you're telling me, so you don't get in the slippery slope scenario, there is a barrier to entry, right? It, it's not as easy. Yeah, a barrier. Yeah. And there's, there's, <laughs> um, you know, we've, yeah, there's a barrier to entry, but if you can, like I said, if you just get past the firewall, you can, uh, and not let anybody know, uh, that and and probably people there's people that use VPNs for Facebook and right. Instagram here uh, and officially it's not it's it's against the law but people do do it right now that that totally makes sense and I appreciate you being you know say candid about that because that that's super at least for me I find it so interesting um, okay and now. As far as you owe, I, you know, I've heard kind of your play style. Now you are, from what I can gather, a hardcore crafter, right? You don't really PvP at all. Is that fair? Uh, uh, you know, I have done it, and uh, but no, uh, you know, I I also have my penny to clown still running around. Uh, you know, I'll even bring out my daughters. I for years I just kept it as like a tomb. Their characters, sure. yeah. But now I'll now now I've gotten over that. Now that I've started playing again, and if I need them to 
to, to get something done or to go to an EM event, I will bring my daughter's tamer out, of course, because uh, it just, you know, it will trample everything. But uh, the rest of the time, yeah, I'll either using my Uncle Buck character to make cartoons, <laughs> yeah, uh, my ghost of Gramps to craft stuff. Like right now he's in the, he's in the stages of, uh, you know, God. That's strange. Talk, hearing myself talk in third person. <laughs> yeah, uh, my character goes to yeah, you know, but uh, he's busy making uh, you know double axes and um, you know and bladed staffs for uh, sure, you know, and imbuing them. Yeah. So and I'm talking high price type items. He's he and he, but he just enjoys doing that. I enjoy doing that. And then I've got Penny. He's I've turned him from a pure warrior. I could for years. I couldn't get away from this you know, idea that a pure warrior he should be. And then, right. but now I, he's totally sampire. I turned him in a, into a sampire over the last year with um, having necromancy and uh, Bushido. Yeah. And uh, it's the best decision I ever made. So he is, I've only now, after all these years, when I was reading about people doing this and I was, I was like, how are they doing that? Right. And now I'm actually starting to solo um, because there's not a lot of people that play early in the morning when I play. Yeah. Uh, that they'll I'll, i'm i can go and try and solo uh, champ spawns myself oh okay that's so, cool and usually because it's formosa i usually and it's early in the morning because that's when my connection speed is is the best getting out of the great firewall um there's no reds that will come and raid me so usually i can do it without any problems right and you know do you think is the play style as far as you know and based on what you've seen and experienced is the PVP different than the States over here? Like, what is that like? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of the PVP pl uh, players, the player killers, um, they are on, they, they raid other shards. Um, they are very, I, I, I know them. I know the best. They're some of the best in the whole game. And they usually raid other shards here on Formosa at home. They're, um, you know, I'll run into them when I'm out right. in Feluca and uh, they'll just say hi and right off. Right. And, uh, and, I, and won't whack me. And um, if I'm with, you know, my daughter's tamer or my, uh, my crafter, but, um, but no, they, uh, a lot of them play on Atlantic. So what, they do the PV. They, so define they, 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 call, they call it, uh, they call it um, fight. They, they call it here fighting on the line. So they say they go to Atlantic to fight on the line. That's what PVP is oh, called. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Uh, now I'm understanding a little bit more. Yeah, because I always find it fascinating because even – and I'll tell you this from the free shard perspective. I mean, some of these guys, like you said, like, you know, 20 years. I mean, some of these guys are so good. It's like I watch them play or I watch a tournament and I'm like, how do they do that? You know, cause it's just, it's yeah. mind boggling, completely mind boggling to me. Um, it, it's finger dexterity and a quick mind and, yeah. uh, you know, repetition and they've trained for it. And, you know, I don't spend enough time that I'll ever be a good PVP right. player yeah. because I, I don't have that kind of, uh, I don't play enough to learn those macros yeah. and, um, you know, as quickly as they, they know how to do them. And it's really funny because here it is, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, but if I could go back, yeah, I, most of the, the reds here and PVP, uh, players, they, uh, they do play on Atlantic, uh, right. Now let me ask you this, cause <laughs> I'm sure you're already aware, but 
you know, I will tell you growing up on UO, I mean, as far as a community, it is like for, and I'm going to talk very specifically PVP. It is some of the top, most toxic environment and, and people you'll experience. Right. And I love it. I'll just tell you that up front, Simba. I, I, I am totally in on it. I mean, the, what I grew up on, the trash talking, the, the intensity, <laughs> it's, it's unmatched. Is it the same over there? Do they hold that same kind of, you know, I don't know, trash talking kind of deal or what? Um, that, you know, no, I don't, I don't see that so much, but okay. then maybe I don't make an effort to read, um, <laughs> yeah. or, I mean, we have our own PVP channel for most of PVP, ch uh, right. hunting channel on discord. Okay. Um, of course they'll, they'll write in Japanese or Chinese, but, um, and uh, no, I, I don't see it. And I know a lot of these PVP players, but they have their own, their players that are not, uh, into player killing or fighting oh, okay they have crafters too yeah they've developed all their seven slots on their right on their, their shard but uh no i know them uh, these are some great wonderful people a lot of they're professionals most of these people are older i don't know any young i don't know any young people that are playing that's interesting okay uh, unless, yeah uh, yeah, I, I'm a couple of university students, maybe, but the most, the rest of them are either uh, a couple of artists and architects in Japan, uh, right? Uh, some and business. Most of the people that I know in that are that are Chinese on the mainland, uh, and in Formosa or Taiwan and Hong Kong, they're all business people or uh, engineers or they're older uh, in their late older young people. Uh, that is in their right. late twenties, early thirties. Well, it's and but, I, uh, no, they're not. Uh, we all talk with each other on Discord, and if okay. I need help, and th these guys will. No, there's a great working relationship. I don't see, I, and I know what you're talking about. I see that <laughs> yeah. on the the Western shards, right. the trash talking. I even see it on uh, st uh, Stratix. Oh yeah. And, um, when I read the 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 post there, and um, but no, I don't see that. It's. If it if it happens, it's happening somewhere where I don't know because uh, some of my best friends uh, that I've actually become, if I can say, best friends, right, have come out of the game here. They have helped me. They trusted me when they didn't need to. They took a big chance, right. And now I've helped uh, develop their their game. Now that's wild, yeah. That, and that's, bring them in, yeah. That's yeah. super, and, and and I figured you were going to say it's not the same because I remember. When I was younger, I went to Japan and it was just a, there wasn't a, a showing off mentality, right? That just didn't, and I'm talking Japan, I don't know really about China, but I kind of figured in the game it would carry over where it's like, there's not a lot of trash talking and stuff like, because in the West, I mean, man, someone kills you and there's screenshots, there's a YouTube video out. <laughs> Everyone knows, right, that I've killed you and I took your head off your corpse, right? I mean, that, so super interesting. So thank you for answering that. That's that's definitely, um, I think, things people want to hear. Now, okay. uh, if I could elaborate just a yeah. little bit more sure. based on what you were answering there, uh, I will even go further that if I was to go on to the PVP channel for, uh, for Formosa and the Asian Shards, um, I don't even think when I've browse through them i've seen pictures i've seen pictures that had a purpose but no um taunting or anything it was nothing wow, like, uh, like okay. killed him. it was more like 
it was it, I would say it was true. It is more of a true Bushido uh, ethic <laughs> right, in the yeah. sense that sure. uh, I I I won. You're gonna have to tr- you're gonna have to try better next time. But you don't <laughs> yeah. even say it. You've right. gotten it done, you, and you're gone. It's just strictly business. Yeah, it's strictly business, and there's no. Yeah, strictly business. That's awesome. No, that, that's wild. Because I know, like, I mean, it's been a couple of years since I played the free shards, which I'm probably going to get back into. But, I mean, I just remember if someone kills you, they're dry looting, they're killing your horse, maybe skinning that too. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's oh, almost like a lifestyle. Look, <laughs> yeah. If if I could, if I could uh, just tell one quick story in my, yeah. about my early days, I did I don't know if it was UWF that I had gone. We did decide to go into a champ spawn. And of course, you know, against the, the, the Reds in those days, and I even remember the guys that killed me because their <laughs> names were so cool, but it was Jesus and uh, Puppet. And uh, they just stood there waiting. And of course, we were all a little nervous because all of us were blues. And we right. probably had, you know, 20, 25 people doing this champ spawn. And uh, it was in Delusia somewhere. Okay. But, um, they were just on the outskirts and these guys were good because they just sat there. And then when we got the spawn halfway done, uh, that's when they just started going to work. Yeah. And uh, I think I was one of the first ones they killed and they were so (laughs) cool about their killing that the sound effects, I don't know if they, I don't remember if you could still do this, but I had some carrots in my backpack (laughs) and I could see them slowly looting me (laughs) and taking his time. And, uh, and they each took one of my carrots and you could hear the sound of them (laughs) chomping on my carrots. And, uh, and I was like, those guys are gods. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and this is like, and think about this. This was, you know, maybe over 15 years ago. Right. And that was such an impact on me that there are names of people I've worked with in the military and even in news or whatever and yeah. cannot remember their names. <laughs> and yet I remember those two guys whacking me in at a champ spawn and chewing on my carrots and letting right. me hear it. <laughs> well, I only laugh. Because they were letting me know what they thought of me. Oh, right. And, and I only laugh because I can barely remember my kid's birthday sometimes, but... Yeah, UO, I'm like an encyclopedia, right? I know who killed me. I know who I killed. I can recognize names immediately. That is hilarious, though. That's really funny. Um, because, yeah, you probably heard the the sound of someone just chewing, and obviously they were <laughs> completely disrespecting your body. <laughs> that is just that, Oh, that's no, classic. I had some great, some good discs killed by Reds. You know, I've been killed by Reds a few times in the early days. <laughs> and, no, they, uh, they, they were some very, at times, humiliating death and and i think too you've touched on some of the the i'm gonna say the uh, special sauce of why guys like me you even if you don't play osi you play free shot whoever we're, we're chasing this because that feeling that you felt right there is so hard to replicate in today's games it just doesn't exist you know nothing i'm gonna put in air quotes yeah. feels dangerous you know exactly what i'm saying yeah yeah, and, yes, and, and exactly. I, it's, yeah. It, 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 I've tried, I did try to play other games and I just was never into it. So when people ask if I play games, I say, no, I play UO. Right. So that's yeah. uh, really my answer now. Uh, I've tried, like, I wanted to bond with one of my daughter's boyfriends. And so I started playing Call of Duty and that lasted uh, is you know, until he 
he was out of the picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I, it, it's just always been UO. I've tried to play other things, uh, but no, right. it d- just doesn't, uh, for some reason, UO is different. Not sure exactly I can explain that, that void, but um, that's no, the and I'm, I, I will tell you, you don't have to explain it because, um, and, I, and I told this to someone else, I made a Facebook post in one of the UO groups like, I don't know, three weeks ago or something like that about, you know, starting up a podcast, whatever. I am still getting comments today. This is like, you know, three weeks later, you know, this post isn't pinned. This isn't like at the top of the page or anything. And it just goes to show how many people are passionate about UO and the fact that it holds the heart of so many people. And it's very tough to articulate it, but I think we're, you know, we're going to do one hell of a job doing this throughout <laughs> talking to you and everyone else yeah. I'm talking to, but it, it, it's hard to capture that magic until people understand that when you were hunting, when you were mining, whatever, there were real consequences. If someone rolls up on you and kills you, you know, getting rezzed or whatever, it is a massive pain, you know, that you don't just respawn with everything, you know, and it felt meaningless. So I, I think that's why a lot of guys are still chasing that. <laughs> and we just, you know, we can't find it. It doesn't exist. Um, Absolutely true. Yeah. And okay. I so agree. I'm going to ask you this in your opinion, what do you think the future of UO holds? Like, what do you think's coming, you know, next? Uh, I, you know, I really can't say what's coming next. You know, I just take it as it comes. Yeah. Um, I have my own ideas and I've made notes of them on Stratix when to answer questions and what I thought my two sure. cents, but, uh, uh, I, you know, I see the future as being good, uh, because, because of that passion for UO and what it brings to people, people that I have brought new into the game from here, yeah. uh, how easily they get connected to the game and they, uh, just fall right in. I think that's the future of UO relies on uh, going out there and stimulating a new base with younger people. Because right right now, a lot of the people that are playing, um, I think, are older. uh, And a lot of people that are coming back did play at one time. I've read many posts about um, the number of people that probably, just like myself, had stopped eight, ten years ago and are playing again. Right. So I think it uh, relies on one going out there and getting stimulating an interest again with those people who have disconnected from UO and getting those people back because they do want to come back. UO oh, yeah. just hasn't, or yeah, Broadsword just has to do a, a job that's uh, a little, you know, better as far as reaching out to those people. And how they're exactly going to do that, I'm not really sure. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's it's really fascinating that I, I remember, you know, UO was supposed to have a really big announcement like pre-COVID times. And I think whatever they were planning or going to announce, I think they've had to hold off. I think. Um, I don't know if you... I, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've, yeah, I've. I've heard about that. So we'll see what's going to happen. Um, yeah. We'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. Yeah. And, but, you know, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Please, um, go ahead. Okay. So, you know, kind of, kind of more in line of if, if you were 
you know, the, you know, owner of UO, you were broad, you know, sword, EA, whoever, and someone, you know, gave you a blank check, right? How would you use that to help UO? And this is kind of a fun one. You know, I don't want you to get super serious or give me a, you know, five point <laughs> plan of something you may have just something fun. You know, what, what do you think you would use it for? Uh, you know, when I first read your question about that, I wasn't really, I was going to ask you, did you mean gold inside the game or outside? But now that you've clarified that, that, uh, that's an easy one to answer. Okay. Uh, you know, cause I had thought about this even before I stopped playing years ago, uh, where the game should be cultivating a new uh, base. And that's where I'm at these days. And I know a little bit about this because I work in marketing yeah. and uh, I do commercials and advertisements. And if I was had a, a blank check from EA to go out there and build the game for the future, I would be doing something close to EVE Online uh, with advertising. Yeah. And with that music, the player commentary, they've got some great trailers for the game. But not so much focus on that. Uh, I would, <laughs> I don't know if this may sound a little strange, but I hope not. I would be hitting these uh, medieval and Renaissance fairs. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially in Europe, especially in Europe, such as on Gotland. Uh, they they mm -hmm. attract tens of thousands of people, and many of those play, people play games and did play UO at right. one time but they've disconnected from it, but they're out, out there dressing up, putting on costumes, right. participating yeah. in these Renaissance fairs. Like uh, there's another one, uh, King Richard's fair in Massachusetts, which I think is one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. And it goes on for a month. That's a wow. missed opportunity for mythic or broadsword sure, to go out yeah. there, set up a tent or a building, put 20 or 30 computers in there, have volunteers from the game there dressed in their players' characters' costumes, getting people to come back in who right. no doubt have already played UO in the past, get them in there, get them hooked into the game again, show new players the game, and they could be doing this at for tens of thousands of people. Right. Basically free advertising. You're only taking advantage of the... Uh, of the fair itself that's already existing. They don't have to put on the fair, yeah. but you're walking into the world that is UO when you go to these Renaissance and medieval fairs. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know for, you know, as because of talking to people online, like Atlantic people who I've actually met when I went to the medieval festival in August of a couple of years ago on Gotland Island, it's one yeah. of the biggest uh, Renaissance fairs in the world. And uh, there's hundreds of people that have played uh, UO, I'm sure, wow. attend, oh, attend yeah. that festival every, every year. That's, a, that's one place I think is a missed opportunity. Being in uh, marketing and advertising, that's a, that I can say is something they should be taking advantage of. It's free advertising. Right. Why not? Yeah, and, you know, you, you touched on something that was interesting that I remember when I, you know, even as a kid playing UO, I didn't even know I liked medieval stuff until I played UO. And then, you know, as a kid, I'm seeing these weapon names, these different, a blacksmith, for instance, right? Like, I just thought I'm in the game. And then as I grew kind of older, I started like, you know, reading about the medieval times and stuff. And I'm like, wow, it's like a like for like. I'm like, I actually really am interested 
and some of the stuff, researching it, and all it's because of of UO. So I can only imagine on the other side being, you know, really hooked on medieval stuff, and then seeing UO. I mean, wow, that would be quite the pairing. And you know, I, I've touched on this in previous episodes that UO still offers many things that no other game does. You know, and and, and I'm, yes. And I think you're going to need a house, for example. Yeah, there you go. Able to just get in your boat and sail around the world. Yeah. You know, there was several months that I did only that in the game years ago that I just, you know, stopped everything. And I just got in a boat and explored everywhere I could. Uh, There are people, if we could go back just for a moment so I can elaborate on the point about these people that are out there. Yeah. They're available to, um, to, to, to come into the game is that. In UO, you can own a house. You can you can do things that very close to what you can do in real life. Right. And yeah. a lot of these people that go to these medieval festivals and Renaissance fairs and go to Venice to dress up during uh, to the February Carnival, uh, these people have to wait a year until the next carnival. But if they knew that there is a game that oh, the carnival's <laughs> over, yeah. the festival is over. But I can go home and still play this role. Right. And so that's a missed opportunity. And I really believe, I mean, as I've said, based on, you know, my experience and and, and what I do for a living, that is something I would be hitting very hard. And I would put my money into that because that's thousands of people. That uh, who are are not kids. They're in their 30s and 40s and 50s. Right. And they really they're becoming more computer literate, and now they want to take something that's important to them. They're spending hundreds of dollars on costumes and playing that role for yep. only a week or two at these festivals. I can guarantee you they'll put that fifteen dollars a month down on a subscription where they can play this role all year long. Oh, and I think, you know, gosh, we could probably speak for another two hours on just the role-playing aspect of UO and how that is almost its own category. You know, I mean, and that's, it's part of the game, but I mean, people, I think, I mean, they literally just play the game as an orc, right? Or they, or they, they play yeah, it, you, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all they do and they love it. And they do that for years, you know? So I, I do agree. One of the things I saw, and I don't know if you've heard of like, you probably have, it's called Twitch and you like stream, you know, live stream your game, right? I saw this guy, one of the big streamers, he's streaming. And I saw a company who sponsored him started like donating subscriptions because you can subscribe to a streamer, right? And as an advertisement, uh-huh. they did it. And it said like Cash App donated, you know, a hundred subscriptions or whatever, right? And a hundred subscriptions is like, I don't know, I think it's like 500 bucks or something. But mm-hmm. honestly, in the marketing world, that is like dirt cheap compared to yeah, <laughs> running a absolutely. commercial, yeah, you know, across the US, right? Like that's pennies on the dollar. And you've just hit 200,000 eyeballs who are watching that stream, you know? And, and I think, you know, to your point of missed opportunities, I think you owe should really be empowering because there's only about six or seven people that stream UO and there's a couple hundred people every night that watch them. I mean, there, there is definitely interest that that's a missed opportunity. Put 
a live stream on the UO's homepage. So people, when they click it, because the website, you know, I think we can be honest, it's, it's a little rough, right? I get the game's old, but it's not, it's so not inspiring to compare to what the game actually is, you know? Like, and if you put yeah. like a live stream of someone on a horse killing stuff or people, it's like, whoa, what is that? You know, I remember, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Because I described oh, no, it uh, like to my son, he's young. Right, he's younger. He hasn't played an MMO yet at all. And I, I remember describing UO to him, and he's like, Dad, that sounds awesome. Like, how do you and I'm like, I don't think you're ready yet, because he plays a lot of FPS stuff. And I'm like, when you're ready, I'll introduce you to it. But just I know there's interest from kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they would be interested in. It. There's no doubt in my mind. No, um, I agree. I agree. No, I I, I, I would watch you know, videos, uh, PVP videos, or, yeah. or if I want to learn something new, I'd just go on YouTube, uh, I connect my laptop, get my VPN on, right. and I'll watch on my TV, big screen, uh, you know, just videos and have a couple of beers, you know, on my day off. I probably will do it today and just watch you uh, videos. So are people watching? Yes, they are. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, I agree with you. And it, you it's said. it's really funny because... I started this podcast in 2014 as just a, you know what, I, I always kind of wanted to try it. I did two episodes, life got busy, and I just threw it by the wayside, didn't think about it. When I came back and got serious about this, I looked and there was literally comments, and you can look on iTunes, like someone was like, hey man, love the podcast, you know, where are more episodes? I've been, you know, waiting for like, three years. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know, I had no idea <laughs> that, you know, people are this passionate. And so when I came back, I said, you know, cause to your point on YouTube, there's not a whole bunch of content given how old this game is and how passionate people are. And yeah. I said, yeah. And I told myself, That's I said, true. if I can give a platform, at least in a podcast form, you know, and just give the opportunity to people to talk about it, not just me, I really think UO deserves more content. And that's something that, you know, we all can do because let me tell you and, and everyone listening, I, I'm going to, you know, say something that the PVP community, it's toxic. We're trash talkers. Shard versus shard. We are like ruthless, you know, just like you said, raiding other shards, people trolling people. <laughs> it's intense. But what I've learned when you keep it focused on core UO, everyone is unified in a way that I've never seen in a game like ever. And I don't think I ever yeah. will because you know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? That's Simba? true. Yeah. That's very true. And, and that's very true. And, yep. and that's the angle that I've approached. This is let's all just kind of, like you said, crack open a few beers and share some stories. And, you know, cause on a game this old, people forget the magnitude of stories that, you know, exist out there. It's wild. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and you can all, and the world is, it's, it's an expanse, it's an expansive world. Uh, I'm only learning new things. Like I do have a character on Atlantic and I'm discovering things I never knew before. Like you can go to Tokono, uh, to Makato Jima, the city there uh -huh. on the West side. I think, uh, you have a Britain library there and you go inside. I think there's like 10,000 books inside that library, all with people's wow. stories. Well, and I there's don't no know. Way, uh, it would take forever 
to go through and read all of those books. Right. But, um, yeah, people have actually taken the time to write a book. And they have, a, and from what I was reading last night, I think the number of volumes is somewhere around 10,000. Well, and just it's, love stories, fighting stories, you know, oh, yeah. adventure stories. And back in the day, it was very common for people to, I know you said you were a minor when you first started, but a lot of times, because you, you spawned when you create a character with a book, people would write like as a log their adventures in the book. It was wild. Like, I mean, it, and that's again something so simple and small. That makes UO feel so alive. Because I remember killing people and I would actually read the book. If there was something in it, like I found oh it God. interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's uh, that in itself is a good story. God, you should write a story based on that. I would be interested in reading that. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that's a good, that's a story in its story. There. Yeah. I mean, oh, taking, yeah. killing somebody, taking their book and reading it, eating their carrot while right. you're reading or drinking <laughs> yeah. their beer. Yeah. And, and over I their think, corpse. Right. Reading yeah. over their corpse, sitting on a log. Even better, starting a campfire, right? <laughs> yeah. Starting a campfire. Oh, God. <laughs> Putting uh, out your bedroll for camping. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, all right. So we're going to... See if we can wrap this up, um, and, and this is going to be okay. a, f a fun question, you know. And you can take this whichever direction you want, because I've had some pretty interesting responses. So, if you could, you know, troll your worst enemy with something, you know, what would it be, and, and how would you kind of do it? Because, and, and I'm going to kind of give you a hint on some of the things I've heard. I have heard some of the most outrageous, time-consuming things. And, and this may not be something you have done or you've maybe experienced or seen done, if that makes sense. So go ahead. Uh, you know, even though, well, I just told you earlier about the story of Puppet and yeah. Jesus killing me. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never had that. I've never developed any bad animosity except for that first person. And I just ended up not playing for a little more than a year when I first, my first death, sure. it, but I never developed any animosity toward any, anyone that, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I okay, can't say I would fair. troll anyone. No, if, that, if anything, yeah. I, I have one, there was a story. I got one story where I, when we still had, um, you know, just Faluka. Yeah. I had gone to Britain, but you couldn't kill anybody inside the city. At, and there was different times where you couldn't kill, where you could right. kill. And I went to, I've sailed my boat. I was so proud. I got enough gold that I could actually sail my boat right. to uh, Britain. And I <laughs> packaged my boat up, put it in my pack as a model. And I walked to the, um, to the bank and the bank's not too far from the pier. Right. Well, the one thing, maybe I couldn't get killed, but uh, the thieves were very active in those early days. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I opened my bank, and I noticed that my someone had been standing beside me, but he was walking casually toward the pier. And I looked in my pack, and my boat was gone, <laughs> but the model of my boat. Yeah. And I started running after him, and I even saw him place my boat into the water, get on, <laughs> and sail away. And I was yelling, you know, please, please give me my boat back. And he just said, he actually typed it, and he said, nah. 
<laughs> and oh, I was like, man. even him, even him that was so cool and slick what he did <laughs> that I couldn't even hate him. Right. So trolling anybody, uh, uh, I did get angry at someone for a while that while, you know, when my daughters were starting not to play so much um, and I put up a house and fell. Okay. Uh, I think when we had moved to Legends and I was kind of rounding out, I was working their stats to get them up to GM on some things. And there was this guy named Brass Monkey on Legends and he <laughs> okay. was a, a player killer. Yeah, Brass Monkey, he was really notorious and he was a, a, a wicked guy. <laughs> but he was fun in real life, but he was a wicked guy in the game. Sure. And he would, at that time, there was a flaw in the game where you could go to a certain corner. And I thought, well, I'm inside the house, so I'm cool. I saw Brass right. Monkey, you know, there's the red coming down the road. Oh, and he rode by and then he came back and stood at the corner where the sign was. Yeah. And there was a flaw in the game at that time, which I think they have they have fixed now, where you could... Um, oh, I it was like I earthquake? What it's called, when you can, uh, where you can look inside someone's house. Uh, oh. You can, and, yeah, the, the you, transparency It's one of the options that you can push where you can look. If something's hidden, you can see it behind a rock or something. Anyways, he could do that and then class cast blade spirits on that tile that he could see behind the wall uh. inside my house. <laughs> and so all these blade spirits would be inside the house chasing me. And that was probably the only time that um, I, I was kind of angry at someone. But later on in the game, I ended up meeting him and talking to his other character, you know, yeah. in Tram. And, you know, we just laughed about it. But th that somebody had that much knowledge of the game that they had <laughs> yeah. figured out. But oh, if yeah. they pushed the options and <laughs> got to be able to see behind walls, gosh, I, I, I can't believe that slipped my mind because I use it all the time. Yeah. I guess I, now I'm starting to use buttons that you even don't even read them anymore. You know what they do. <laughs> right. But uh, that somebody could spend that much time figuring out that they could cast into you know spells inside somebody's house. And uh, yeah, so... No, that, no that's even him, gold. I didn't have yeah. I, I don't think I would troll anybody. At least nothing's <laughs> happening to me yet yeah. that I would troll somebody. No, that, I just no, it's figure I deserve okay. it. And and I've gained valuable learning experience for the future because they have just taught me something that will make me better in the game. And and also they gave me a great laugh. Because I laugh at myself <laughs> more than anyone. Because yeah. my characters, like Uncle Buck, those cartoons, yeah. those are facets of my character that in the real world I cannot reveal. Right. I mean, except <laughs> once in a while, because I have to wear a suit and tie. I have to look prim and proper. I have to meet a lot of high level people. Right. And I cannot let those people come out. But they come out in the game as Uncle yeah. Buck and Ghost of Gramps. <laughs> and that cartoon, that cartoon I sent you that you can see yeah. of Uncle Buck telling Gramps that he's becoming a, a renaissance man. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a facet of my character that's screaming to come out of who I really am. And anyone listening, I, I laugh because I love the movie Uncle Buck. Um, so that, that yeah. if you've <laughs> never a, seen yeah, that, I got please a little see bit it. of his. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. Um, Simba, we are almost in an hour here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I have a distinct feeling that down the road, we're going to chat again in some regard. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. It's my pleasure. I have to thank you uh, uh, to, for letting me come on. It was yeah. great. No, thank you uh, very much. And uh, I, I sincerely appreciate that. So thank you again.